Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. Thank you for Pastor Byron that you move in his heart uh, in amazing ways and that uh, you have crafted a man of God over the years that is wonderfully and uniquely made, Father. And we want to celebrate that, Lord, and I pray that you would use him today, anoint his mind, anoint his mouth, anoint his heart to speak uh, what you want the church to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Everybody's all here. It's on my own air. Uh, I was wondering this morning with the snow, I mean, how, uh, how many people would be here? But you know what? Holy Spirit says the right people will be here. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you're here because God intended you to be here and to receive everything he has for you. Um, just tighten your bootstraps and get ready because God has something to share with you. And he always wants to open up his heart to us and let us know who he is and what he's up to. Um, uh, We're doing this morning, we're doing Exodus chapter 4. 14 short verses, but impactful. The question is, are you ready to hear? Y'all ready to hear? I'm, yeah, God has, I'm, I'm confident. When putting this thing together, I'm confident that God has something for everybody in this room. And it's, uh, 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 it's uh, you know, this morning at, at prayer time uh, in, in coming to church this morning, you, you all know the verse, uh, the, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are full, few, right? You've heard that one. And the uh, Holy Spirit reminded me this morning that we have an amazing church filled with unique laborers. And the Holy Spirit was reminding me, he says, I am going to bring the harvest in. Uh, get ready. Get ready. I, I said God has surprises for us in 2023. Be ready to receive. Father God, I thank you for your, the word of God. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you, Father God, that, that your Holy Spirit reveals the truth out of the written word of God. Father God, I ask you, Father, that the Holy Spirit would be active this morning in each and every one of our lives that that we will have ears to hear and hearts to receive what he has for us. Yeah, amen. 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 Exodus chapter 4. First verse. And, and this is key through what you're going to hear. This is kind of key to the whole message. And Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to what I say? The Lord 
did not, and the Lord did not appear to you. That was, you know, and you know, we're going to learn. We're going to learn this morning that God has an amazing purpose in all of our lives, and 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 God wants to destroy the what ifs in our life. What if? Oh man, what if this? What if that? What is that? I mean, here Moses is prime. He's 80 years old. And he's ready to what God has developed in his life for 80 years in preparation to actually live it out. And he's saying, what if? I think, I think some of us can relate to that. What, what if things don't change? What if this? What if that? What if that? We're going to go on a journey this morning to find out and discover how much God is committed to you and I. So the response to that question is, then the Lord said to him, what do you have in your hand? A staff, he replied. You know, that's amazing they would go there and say, Moses, what do you have in your hand? I, I, I believe that as we journey through life, we don't completely understand what we have, what we possess, what's in store for our destiny. What do you have in your hand? May I say he said, maybe in his heart, just a staff. Just a staff. Little old me, that's all, that's what I have. I've been a shepherd. I just have a staff. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. Let go of what you think is so insignificant. throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. He became afraid. <laughs> I, rem I remember when my brother Peter was, was praying early in the morning. I was down at the farm ministering to a bunch of junior high kids. And I woke up before, almost before the sunrise, and, and I was out there. I went outside, and I got down on my knees, pleading for these younger generation. And you know what? That heart has never left me, because our church has a destiny to reach out to the children that are in this church. And, and they are significant, and they are important. And God has a heart for them. And God has given me a heart for them. And when this building gets built, its, it's key thing is to have a facility to reach this generation coming up. So he was afraid. And I remember when Peter, you know, when I came home from the retreat, he, he said, man, I, I had a real concern for you. Because when I was on the ground, praying, a copperhead was coming my way and about a, a foot from my face. And I looked up and I, 
I think Moses, man, I took off. <laughs> I was afraid. Snake went one way, I went the other way. <clears throat> then a, an unusual thing. Then the Lord said to him, reach your hand and take the snake by a tail. That's not what you do. You don't take a venomous snake and, snake and grab it by the tail. You're asking to be bit. You know, but something was happening with Moses in this counter, in the counter with the father. And, was, and so I bet you, you know, it, it would startle you and me if he said throw a stick on the ground and all of a sudden we saw a snake. But in that being startled and being that afraid, he's probably also in his mind that's been through, what is happening here? What is happening here? And then he was in, in front of the father, and, and the father is saying for him to do a stupid thing. Grab the snake by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back to the staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. And, and you know, I, for me, I love that reference that comes up and up in Scripture, who God is, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He's the God. He's the God that saw you through every difficulty in your past. And he's not surprised by what you're going through today. You have not caught him off guard. And he's saying, he's saying to do something by faith, grabbing the snake by the tail. And see, brother and sister, I'll come through for you. He's the God that has been walking with you for your whole life. And he's not about to do anything less than what he's already done. In fact, he's ready to do more than we can ask or think. That's the God we, we serve. That's the God we, we walk with and we journey with. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak. He's becoming very compliant now. <laughs> so, so he says, and, and when, when he took it out, his skin was leprous. It became white as snow. Then the Lord said, Now put your back, put your hand, put it back into your cloak. He said, So Moses put his hand back into his cloak. And when he looked, when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. God is saying, rise up faith in your life. 
the things that you think are insignificant are significant. You're significant. And I'm for you and not against you. And whatever comes, whether, whether it's the staff representing his whole livelihood, a shepherd, whether it's that, whether it's that, giving up trust in that, or whether it's health issues, whether it's health issues that would bring fear in your life and think, how am I ever going to walk through this? I'm the God that heals. I'm the God that heals. I'm the God of provision. I'm the God of healing. Then the Lord said, if, you do, if they do not believe you and pay attention to the first sign that you, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile, pour it on the dry ground, and the water you take out from the river will become blood on the ground. And, uh, you know, Todd McKay mentioned this. God prepped Moses completely for everything he was going to face when he went to Egypt. That's just to say for you and I, God's got our tomorrows covered. God's got his plan for our life covered. And God, God is saying to you and I that, and, and, and Jesus spoke this, don't even worry about your tomorrows. He's the God that knows how many hairs are on your head. Even when I come in the morning, some fall out, new count. You know, so, so it's, uh, he's got us covered. He's got us covered. And he said, don't worry. So he's putting this whole world map. And, and, and remember the vision I had right before the new year? That, that I was, that, that, and it's written, there's one more copy over there if you haven't got it already, that, that we, Nancy and I were saying there and, and this map was out there and it was leading the Qumran and, and he, he's got this plan for us, follow his ro road, and it, all, it always leads to the word of God. All, none of, none, zero of his promises will ever be null and void. He's a God that keeps his promises. He's a God. You know, I, you know, I was kind of remember, you know, we had lunch with Tori, our missionary, and, and she had to really go through a difficult time this last year because she got engaged and she was all excited about her wedding and all excited about, about her new future and, and getting connected with this young man that was part of the same mission organization. They could, oh, they could see the potential of what they could be together. And he walked out on her a week before the wedding. And when she was here sharing, uh, she didn't share that, but uh, she's working through a broken heart. But God, the, our God is the healer of broken hearts. He's a sustainer of our lives. Going forward, Moses said to the Lord, uh, excuse me, you know, I, I don't really bother, want to worry you, 
says, pardon your servant. Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow to speech. I, 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 you know, I just, I mean, you want me to go to the heads of state? I think you've got the wrong man. I think you've got the wrong man. You know, I'm glad I number these things. One Sunday, I jumped the page, and I kept on rolling on saying, this doesn't make sense now. But, but uh, I, I'm careful to number them so you don't miss anything or you don't get your pastor uh, out of sync and saying, so, anyhow, then the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouth? Or to speak forward. Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, go. I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. I had a pause there. I mean, God makes people blind? Does God make people deaf and can't hear? Does, does God do this? You know what? There are certain things that came into effect when, when Adam and Eve turned this world upside down and Satan entered. And, and the, part of what happened was, you know, everything wasn't beautiful and healthy anymore. Sickness came in. Toil came in. A lot of stuff they entered into mankind, and we saw historically, man, uh, the first two brothers, one killed the other. Murder came into place, and all these things. Now, God's saying this. He's saying, uh, come on, don't you know that I know? But who am I? Do you know who I am? Do you really understand who I am? Do you understand that I, I've been working you, with you for 80 years and, and I'm asking you to go to the Pharaoh of Egypt, the, the number one ruler of the known world? And don't you know I'm the one? I'm the one that, uh, that will teach you on what to say? Doesn't that kind of remind you of Jesus when he sent his disciples out? Don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll tell you what to say. It's not on you. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Now, I, I stopped there when I was putting this thing together. I stopped there and I said, I think I'm supposed to go somewhere else, Holy Spirit. Where do I go? I, I, really, think, I really think there's something here that's in, the, in what's gone on so far in Moses' life that you need to show me and obliging, which he does. If you ever ask for wisdom, remember it comes abundantly. Not, not in small doses. Ask and believe and you will receive. So right away he turned me to John chapter 9. <clears throat> John chapter 9. And this kind of thing, don't you know I bring, I make sight or I make blind? It kind of answers this in chapter 9. Because as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. 
What, what a way to enter into the world that you are born blind. His disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned? Who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Go to a cause. But Jesus had much more in mind when he encountered this blind man from birth. He's the God that spoke to Moses way back and said, don't you know I know what's going on? Don't you know that I know? Don't you know that, that I'm, I'm the God of restoration and healing and deliverance and help? Don't you know I'm the God that I'll, I'll teach you what to say when you come into the, the presence of the Pharaoh, the strongest man in that known world? Don't you know? Well, here, here the disciples are saying, yo, uh, what's going on here? I mean, here, Jesus, there's this blind guy. It must be, there must be a reason. There must be a reason. So he says, he answers them, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Or something that caused this to happen. Not their sin, not his sin said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God's might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work while I am in the world I am the light of the world. That never stopped. You have Jesus in your heart and you are the display light. Not darkness. Not darkness. What disciples are saying, what is going on here? He, he just threw out our premise. So somehow God's going to get glory here? What's happening? What's happening? After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, put it on the man's eyes. Wait a minute. This seems dumb. Throw your rod on the ground? You know, this doesn't make sense. Man, he's, he's saying it's not their problem. God is going to be glorified. And now he's spinning on the ground, making mud and spreading on a guy's eyes. They, they, they never saw this. You know, and I love Jesus displayed the creative God that a lot of the miracles that happened were not just in one little package in the way it happened. Oh, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It's, it's, it's much more than that. It's much more than that. So, he's, so uh, then he said, um, go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which words mean sent. So the man went, washed, 
came home seeing. You know, a little, a little as we move through this, a little bit, what is the perfect will for your life and my life? Do what he says. I know we all, we all have mess-ups in our life when we don't do things right, but when we get orders from headquarters, do what he says. This blind man, he couldn't see Jesus. He, he, he's probably heard the conversation. And then all of a sudden, he hears, you know, kind of gross, but he says, then he started feeling this stuff on his eyes. And, and then he told him something simple. Just Go find a pool of siloam, go wash yourself, and you'll see. You know what? He could have stopped right there and said, this is dumb. This is not the way it works. He heard a command from Jesus, and he did it. Well, what occurred then... The whole town's talking. The information's getting around. I, I skipped some verses here, which we don't need. I can just talk about it. You know, and then, then the, the leaders of the guys that are supposed to know everything uh, said, uh, you know, what is all this commotion? What, you know, this can't be true. There must, this, is, this is not right. So they, they called him in, and they were questioning him and saying, you know, what happened here, what da-da-da. And then finally, they said, we need evidence. We need evidence for the prosecution. <clears throat> Get his parents. We don't believe, that. we believe this is not a true story. This is all fake. Get his parents in here. And they grab his parents, and they grab them and bring them in the whole conversation. And then uh, they say, we know this is your son, the parents answered. And we know he was born blind, but how is it can he see? Or who opened his eyes? We don't know. Ask him. He is, the, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid. That's why, that's why we need to know God did not give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Fear, fear will have you back off to what God really wants you to do. They could have stood up for his son, their son, but they backed off from fear of the Jewish leaders who already had decided anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why the parents said, ask him. When God is calling us, it's not a time to pass the buck to somebody else. You know, I, I really believe God's going to show us some amazing things in 2023 and surprises in our life. But we have to go to the God that will strengthen us, preserve us, help us, and believe in him. 
and allow him to bring those surprise packages. They backed off. Not too different. It doesn't say a word, but Moses' excuses could have come, probably came from fear. Man, are there still people around there in Egypt that want to kill me? You know, why me? Why? Why? You, why? You know, are you sure you got the right guy? God is saying, Moses, I'm with you. Just do what I say. Just take that step of faith. Just keep moving. Then uh, skip me a few verses. And they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciples. We are disciples of Moses. I'm, I, you know, I was kind of taken back when God said, look at this story, that Moses' name would pop up. You know, I, I was kind of surprised by that. But he says, and uh, we know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. You know, it's... Uh, uh, we have a generation that God wants to take the blinders off. Now, here, here, here's people very religious, very supposedly studying in the, of the word of God, and they couldn't see Jesus the Messiah. But they refer back, oh, we're followers of Moses. You know, in other, other letters, we'll talk about, about Moses' uh, one of his core purposes in life was to receive the law that only shows us our shortcomings and Jesus is the one that fulfilled the law and gave us the gift of righteousness. So they were stuck on Moses and they couldn't see Jesus. They couldn't see Jesus. Stuck on Moses. And then uh, the, toward the end of the chapter, chapter 9 of John, to this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. I want to say something. Uh, doing what he says we have to eliminate that we would ever have a feeling of rejection. God's love for you and me is based on a never-ending, never-failing, never-ending commitment to you and me. And he, the words would never come out of heaven's gates to say you're rejected. He does. He doesn't. He's not the God that is full of condemnation. He's a God of restoration and healing. Now we go back. Right, one more verse. 
Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Jesus now he healed the blind man. Now he did he take him for his word and go to the pool and wash his eyes and receive a sight. Not only did he not cave in with words of rejection. Those leaders were brutal on him. You know, go read the whole chapter. They were they were brutal at him. Even his parents caved in. Even his parents caved in and said, you know, go, go, I don't want nothing to do with this. You know, just don't talk to him. And what we find in this chapter 9 of John, he never caved in. He, 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 in fact, he kind of told them, he says, oh, you want to hear this over again? Do you want to believe in them too? And they, they got him upset. They got upset. You know, man, we're following Moses. We're following the law. We're following this. And, 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 he, and he said, so, so Jesus, after he, he won the victory of not receiving rejection and start walking down the street, and Jesus made sure he found him. And now he has eyes. And he, and he didn't know, obviously he couldn't recognize the voice, and, and, and he's talking to him, and he and he's saying, you know, I, I, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for the man. And he says, hey, man, you're looking at him now. You're looking at him now. He's the one speaking to 